Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash SLM, and you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash SLM and get started now. Welcome back to another episode of On the Break. Tonight, we have Carmelo Anthony edition. I plan on jab stepping 14 times before every take and then stumbling over my words while telling coach I, I refuse to lower my minutes. Um, joining me is Kyle Beach, who is not as great as me, even though he's all-starred 14 times. Kyle, are you ready to take a back seat to my amazingness? Dude, I'm so glad Melo's back in the league. Let's be honest. It's just more fun. <laughs> now, you as an OKC fan probably do not feel that way. I'm just glad that he's not on my team, if we're going to be <laughs> honest, right? Dude, I'm so happy. So he, he got the uh, he got the nod tonight. I, I doubt he was in the starting lineup. I didn't he see. Started. I didn't see tip. Did he? He started. Okay. Well, uh, he's taking ten shots in eighteen minutes. So par for course. Let me hit you with my first hot take of the night. Can't wait. Mello starting for the Blizzards starts the countdown on Lillard being another jersey, and I'm giving it a two year countdown. Yeah, I mean they they see the writing on the wall. They're desperate, and they go, "We get, we have to go out and get something to, to help us." Oh, bring in Carmelo, right? Like it's over. The that that team is over. Agreed, and I mean that's something we've talked about before. I love that team, but they're not going to win a championship right now in the next three years, and that's kind of Lillard's peak. And I think you feel that way. I think J Mac will co-sign that, and it is going to have to get blown up. The challenge with that, though, is the deal Lillard just signed is, is enormous. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, I think it's, I think it's right around 40 million a year, somewhere like 38 progressing up to 42 over the next four years. It's a birds bird rights home team, uh, um, contract. You can't get it out on the open market. Right. So now you have to have some other team give up 33% of their salary cap in order to take him on. But I think a lot do that. And, you know, I was kind of looking at, who I think is top 10 right now because we've had Steph go down. Obviously, KD's not playing, and we've had some nice surprises uh, with some young guys. I mean, you can make the argument Dame's probably top seven or eight right now. I would say he's the best point guard in the league if you don't count James Harden as a point guard. Yeah, agreed. I mean, just the, the numbers speak for themselves. Without shooting, Steph, he, he, since Steph's not. Correct, correct. And he's, he's at 28.6 right now. Um, he's shooting 36 from three, 45 from field goal. I think a team would – I think a, a certain team would, but it would have to be a competitor, right? I mean, Dame is a great player, but he's still a six-one-six-two guy. He's going to have to go to a team with another great player. Yeah, I, I think he probably has a no-trade clause in that. Most most of those big ones do. Do you know if he does? Off the top no, of your I, head? I have to look that up. But, you know, just the thought of him and Giannis playing together would really interest me. Dude, um, especially because Giannis covers up so much of his deficiencies. Like, right, exactly. His deficiencies That's... are going to be passing. His deficiencies are going to be playing defense, obviously. And then also he's small for being – even for a point guard, he's relatively small. But um, And 
not short, but slight, right? So he's not like Russ. He's not weighing 210, 215 pounds. Yeah, and I mean, if you have him and Giannis on the offensive side of the floor, I mean, you can only space so much. When Giannis has the ball, everyone's, you know, looking that direction, and he's kind of a magnet, but you can't lay off, you know, you can't lay off from Dame if he's within 25 feet. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do blow it up. I mean, we've talked about, you know, Terry Stotts being kind of that good coach, but not great, not good enough to get them into a championship. And I still feel that way. And they stink this year. I mean, their record shows. Listen, he's a great regular season coach, but if you get swept multiple years in a row, one year was by a five seed. You're not a good coach. You're not a good playoff coach. It was a six seed. Yeah, they were three. New New Orleans was a six. When you have that kind of backcourt, there's no excuse for that against a New Orleans team to get swept, not even win on that great home court. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a blow-up situation. I'm just wondering if the GMs are going to realize that, you know, is he going to is he going to make the moves he needs to make to get to get him out of there? I mean, what happens to McCollum then? Does he just kind of get stuck, or do you trade no, do you trade McCollum? Try to bring somebody in to pair up with Dame? Yeah, I guess when I say the the writing's on the wall for Lillard and another jersey, like that could be McCollum too, right? So right. you'd have two assets that you need to get rid of one of them, and you need to Correct. you need to blow it up because you can't both of those two assets. They're not they're not championship level together, right? They're definitely not championship level alone. You have to do something to, to put something better around them. So um, I, I just don't I that team I, I've said it before, that team's not winning anything with with that with its roster because you need an elite wing to win in this league now, and they don't have it. Yeah. I mean they're Except losing- for, well, they just signed Melo, so <laughs> as elite as you can get, right? Right, but them losing Amino and Harkless is a big deal. I mean, those are two really good kind of three, four tweener guys that are really lengthy. They're good defensive players. They gave up both of them. I didn't understand that, or they, they let both walk. I mean, if you retain one of those guys, this team's in a much better place, in my opinion. And I mean, they're losing. They're losing by six at the end of the third. We're recording this uh, on Tuesday night to the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are terrible. I mean, this just isn't a team that's going to have. And they're. <laughs> They're they're five and nine right now. That's not, you know, it's fourteen games in. You don't need to panic, but you are getting trending in a direction where you're not going to be able to bounce back out of that. Yeah, and I, I said thirty three percent of the of the salary cap previously. It's thirty five percent of the salary cap for Dame Lillard um, big with the upcoming contract. Dude, it's a super max, right? So that's right. what Steph Curry's on. He's not as good as Steph Curry. He's healthy, but um, yeah, man, I, I just don't. I think he might be better than Steph over the next four years when you factor in health, and he's probably a little younger. Yeah, he's 29 right now. Steph's like 33. He's pretty old. 32, 31. yeah. Yeah, 32 maybe. He played four years, you know, so. Right, and Davidson. Yep, so that makes a difference. But uh, let's talk about those power rankings that came out today. We're looking at uh, ESPN power yeah, rankings, that is. Mm-hmm. 31? Yep. Yeah, my bad. Yep. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but, yeah, the ESPN power rankings came out today. Uh, has the Lakers at one, which I think is a surprise to me. It's a surprise to, to J-Mac, I would think, and not, but not to yourself, Josh. Um, do you see them sustaining this through the yeah. regular season? Let's not worry about the playoffs and what we think is going to transpire there because that's about health. Sure. So I think that here's what I would do if I was Vogel. Um, at some point, you've got to start resting LeBron. And I'm okay in the West with going down as far as the three seed. Don't want to be in the fourth seed. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to get on the opposite side of the bracket from the Clippers. Um, and 
So do I think that they're going to continue to be a number one power ranking throughout the entire season? Yeah, I think that they're going to be one of the best teams by far and on the top of that mountain, but maybe the re- maybe the record won't show it later on in the season, right? So yeah. um, they're the best they're the best record in the league still. Yeah, they're 11-2. and two. Yep, best record in the league. I don't foresee that continuing because I think that eventually you'll start to arrest LeBron. But, dude, LeBron is not just playing on the offensive end of the court. He currently is at a 2.8 for a defensive box plus minus. Put that into perspective, the last time that he was that high was in 2009 with Cleveland. Wow. He hasn't played th- this good in defense since 2009. In 2007, 2008, he was 3.6, which is just ungodly, dude, especially on a def- on a Cleveland team that was not good. Right. Um, He's probably not going to get back to that number just because of the age. But I mean, nobody. I, nobody. Right. Nobody's going to do that. But I love seeing the effort out of him. I think the effort's there a little bit more. I think it's showing that he gives a shit about playing basketball. And he looks like he's in really good shape. Like what we had talked about previously uh, towards the end of last season, we were kind of crushing him for the teammate that he was. But as far as that, that injury bringing him kind of shutting down more or less and having this full off season with no postseason, it's showing right now. Like he looks extremely athletic game, yeah. game 13 though. What's he going to look like game 70? Right. I mean, it's a 17 right. year veteran, but uh, you know, exactly. So that's, go ahead. No, it's okay. I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was saying he hasn't taken a game off, though. I mean, he's played all – he's playing 34.8 minutes. I do think that need, number needs to come down or they need they need to rest him more, uh, yeah. one, one of the two, you know, because, you know, Kawhi is, I think, already set, set out two or three games maybe, and that could show to really matter in May. So I'll be interested to see how uh, the Lakers handle that and Vogel goes with, you know, resting him. I think you got to burn AD a little bit more. Yeah, um, AD currently I, – I said that LeBron has a – nobody's beaten that 3.8, but AD currently has a 5.0 defensive <laughs> box minus, so that's freaking okay. crazy. Um, but, yeah, AD is playing currently uh, – I hate when it just shows me minutes per 100 possessions. That doesn't make any difference to me. I want to see minutes per game. AD's uh, play, so AD's playing the same as LeBron. He's playing 34.8 playing 34, as well. 34.8. Exactly. So, for me, there's no reason why AD should play as many minutes or LeBron should play as many minutes as AD, right? I yeah. would drop him down yeah. to two minutes per or two minutes to 32 at the high side. And like, sure, it's fine to say what's two minutes, what difference does that make? But if you take two minutes over 70 games, it's 140 minutes, that's four games of rest, right? So right. you got to think of it like that. Give him a little bit more break, play him 32 minutes a game instead of 34. That team is obliterating teams. They're not just they're not just beating teams, they're obliterating them. So you can afford to take him out for two more minutes. And I think you'll see a little bit more of that now that Rondo's back and you have another true floor general on the court rather than just LeBron, right? LeBron was the only floor general previously. Right. I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing for basketball, but as far as LeBron's body, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, when you, when you look at it and you have Giannis playing 33 minutes a game, there's no reason for LeBron to be playing more minutes than Giannis because they're winning right. games, right? They don't need him in necessarily some of these spots, but um, we'll see how they, you know, maintain that going forwards. Yeah. Seeing and Boston, I, what do you think about Boston at two, Houston at three? Boston's been the hottest team in the league. Maybe the, well, Rockets, Lakers, Boston, right? Um, but Boston, dude, I so I watched them play last week and they didn't miss a beat after Gordon Hayward came out. Um, they, came out and took care of business against Washington. Now, granted, it's Washington, but they've taken care of business every single time, and they're moving the ball around. They're spreading the points around. Like, this game that I watched, Boston versus Washington, 
tw- here's your starting lineup. 22, 23, 13, 17, 25 with 18 points off the bench from Carson Edwards. Like that's a, that's spreading the ball around. And that looks like a Brad Stevens offense. Yeah. It does. You don't have Kyrie taking up 30 points a game and then nobody else scores. Right. This is a Brad Stevens offense where you have multiple different talent in different positions and they're getting the best shot. Yep. And you got rid of Marcus Morris as well. So the ball is moving more. It's, it's not just coming to unnecessary stops for bad shots. Right. Dude, Carson Edwards has been a, a huge, um, cause they got him late. I mean, he's been a great pickup for a late round draft pick. And, I, you know, we saw him play in the tournament last year. I think it was for Purdue, and he put up some crazy numbers. But seeing a guy out there like six foot six one doing that as a rookie is really – because he just has absolutely no fear. Now, that's kind of the, the vibe I get from this team is, like, they have uh, nothing to lose type of mentality. You know, they don't have Horford anymore, so they don't have that veteran presence. There's a bunch of young guys. I mean, Kemba's, I guess, a veteran now. I mean, he's pretty old. But, um, hey, we're going out. I really thought that was going to be – you know, a, a thing that slowed them down and they were going to, you know, come back down to reality a little bit of where we thought they were going to be coming into the season. Yeah. They're just getting decent, really good play from ran, random guys at the five and are extremely competent in that system. Uh, like you said, the ball movement for them might be the best in the league because with the Lakers, you have LeBron, you know, a- averaging 11 assists, leading the league and just creating plays for people where team ball movement like you know the the spurs of the last 20 years the celtics are doing similar things there right right i agree 100 and dude it's you speak of carson edwards this i came into this draft class going this is a three-person draft class right there's zion there's jaw and there's rj barrett that's about it dude the amount of talent that is flooding this league is crazy rui rui hachimura nobody heard of this guy before he started working out for drafts um He's currently shooting, so he's at PR 15, so that's league average as a rookie. He's a league average player. Um, he's currently shooting 55% of the floor, or from the floor, 55% field goal percentage, and 26% of his shots are coming from the mid-range. That's the fourth or the fifth most in the NBA. Huh. What that tells me is that he's extremely efficient in inefficient areas. So if he can just expand his game and get a three-point shot, which he's got a right. great-looking three-point shot, he's a fantastic defender. He makes all the right plays. If he can just expand his game and get a little bit better at knocking down those threes, and he's scoring at the rim too. Like He can be great, dude. He could be an all-star. Dude, he could, yeah, because he's big and physical. You know he kind of reminds me of uh, yeah. coming in is, is Montrez Harrell, but with a better jump shot. Yeah, I, 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 he's what Cam Reddish should be to me. Um, and just okay. that, like, he honestly, the way his shot looks and the way his game f- works, and he has, like, this array of being able to finish in the mid-range of 10 to 15 feet, these, like, weird floaters and pull-up jumpers, he looks like Paul George to me, dude. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think of him more as a, as a true four, like a stretch five, but maybe you're right. I guess he, I guess that is a pretty good comparison. I, I, I think things are, are – uh, you know, overall look, looking up there, dude, the Rockets though, man, I really want to talk about this. They've been on an incredible run and, you know, ESPN produces these weekly power rankings where they have the Rockets at third for week five. Uh, it shows you the previous week's ranking where they had uh, the Rockets at, at uh, 10 in their week four rankings. So to see them jump seven, is that just kind of flavor of the week because they're on this run or are they really starting to figure it out? I mean, anytime that you, you jump into power rank, it's just because you're on a run, right? So I don't um, – but from – I'm getting what you're saying in regards to – do you think this is for real or not? Like, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. I have 
I'm this is you just that was just in you exhaling rust frustration over like the last <laughs> eight or nine years. Dude, I I just have concern about the way this team is built. Like you don't anytime that I have two players on the court that don't complement each other, like two great players on the court that don't complement each other, I'm not as hot on that. Like I think D'Antoni has finally said, Hey, Russ, stop shooting threes, like, okay, go take your mid-range jumpers. But um, me and a buddy at work today were talking about this, um, and he was making the point of, uh, I want to see them create from the post with Russ. Like, Russ is bigger than every guard that he plays against. Put him in the post, he can score in the post, and he can pass in the post, dude. Do your Jokic thing where you just, like, whenever Harden's not on the court, just initiate from the post. Or, like, even if Harden is on the court, just initiate from the post with Russ. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. And I think that you can really – increase your um his ability to to make good plays for your team um i i just don't those two guys they remind me of lebron and wade except for not good defensive players not good defensive players like lebron and wade were fantastic defensive players um they just have the same skill set except for that harden can shoot threes right um, so, and they both extremely ball dominant and to be great, they both have to be extremely ball dominant. So I just, I, I, I think that we're going to see a very similar Rockets to that, what we've seen previously, where they are great in the regular season, maybe even going as the one seed, but then they just melt in the playoffs because Harden doesn't get the same calls that he gets in the regular season, or because you have seven games to try and figure out what you're going to do against Harden. And at the end of the day, if you shut down Harden, that team is done with, right? It's not yeah. like Boston where they're going to continue to move the ball around the quarter corner right. or out of the court against you, or like the Lakers where they'll just throw it in the AD and let him go to work if LeBron's not got it going for him, or like Milwaukee where like Giannis is more unstoppable than Harden in regards to that. So he's going to pull down 17, 18 boards a game if you can't, if he's not knocking down the shot. In the playoffs, know? yeah. In the playoffs, yeah. I think Harden might be the most unstoppable regular season player. Because right. of just free throw shooting, right? Right, right. I, and like, I have a high hard talking, take. You're just talking scoring, though. I'm, I'm talking just like overall. Like Harden's not going to okay. shut down. On defense. He's the most unstoppable Giannis, offen, offensive yeah. player in the regular I agree season. With that. Giannis will shut you down on defense. Like this Rockets team isn't going to put the clamps down and not let you score 100 points. Like the Bucks will, right? Right. So it's just like that team just feels so one dimensional to me. And if Harden doesn't have it going, I don't know if they have another outlet, or I don't know if D'Antoni has created another outlet. Right. So here's where, here's where I'm at with it. And you know, I love Russ. I got a really special place. Mario is one of my favorite players, if not my favorite. Um, and you look at this and you're like, Oh man, they're what they're 10 and three. They're on this huge run. They're looking great, but I'm really watching these games. And it's, it's so weird how it's played. It's just like Russ doing crazy shit. Like he's still in Oklahoma city and then Harden like taking over at certain points. And if you look at the last three games, Russ has a DNP in there, so I think re- he's resting a little bit more. Harden won't rest. That dude's going to play like 78 to 81 games, guaranteed. Right. Uh, but Russ was against the Pacers, 5 for 21 from the field, 1 for 6 from 3, had a rest game. They won by, t- they won by 20 in that game. And then they played the Blazers, and, he, uh, they, and they won this game by 24. And Russ was 3 for 11 from the 3, 9 for 26 overall. And they full double, but it's like, these are terrible percentages. It's the same shit. And he's shooting more shots than Harden in both those games. How can you argue to me that that made the Rockets better? I don't like, know. How can you? How they're can, ten and three. Like I guess that's how my can argument. Anybody say that? Like Chris Paul may have had games like that, but at least he locked down defensively. Do you, like do you Russ know how doesn't. Many, you know how many losses they had last year when they had ten wins? How many? 
They, they, they got off. Yeah, they got off to a bad start. They were 10 and 13. They're 10 and three right now. So that I would be the argument is like maybe it's a locker room thing where people, the guys like Russ more than Chris Paul. I mean, you know how that goes, man. That can make a big difference. And that wouldn't be a surprise, right? Those are probably the two of the most unlikable dudes in the league, right? Russ is but, a guy um, like Draymond that you love when he's on your team. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. everybody just thinks Chris Paul's a dick. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right in that they got off to a slow start last year. But I, I just can't like – when you have a person that's going, would you say 7 for 21? What was it? What was the number? 6 for 21? Uh, 5 for 21. 5 for 21, dude. And 9 for 26. Yeah, you can't convince me that, that <laughs> that's making that team better, bro. Like those 20-plus shots – I'm yeah, 33% I mean, for both of them. It's not It's not good. And the, and the big concern is something that we've highlighted on here before is the lack of depth, right? They're, they're one injury away, not even necessarily from Russ or Harden, but from one of their you know, role players like Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker. One of those guys goes down. They're not going to be in a great spot. You can't, yeah, you're one role player injury away. Yeah. Like a casual fan, not even a casual fan, a relatively knowledgeable basketball fan can't name like the second – guy on the Rockets bench, you know, like they don't have a lot of depth, so they got to be careful there. And I think, uh, you know, Russ taking those rest games makes a lot of sense, but we'll see where, where it goes. You know, they have Milwaukee at four and the Clippers at five. And I mean, I guess that's fair based on, I don't even want to say the eyeball test because eyeball tests, I'd still have bucks and Clippers over the Rockets, but as far as like where the records show and who, who they beat, um, it makes sense, but I absolutely still like Milwaukee and the Clippers more than I like the Rockets. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the Clippers, they're just been playing enigmatic. Around, they're, they're not playing great. Paul George came in his debut had 37. Yeah. And, but they're, they're, I, they're doing like what golden state realized they should have done. Like, and that was in 20 in their, minutes in year four is they should, they should just win enough games in the regular season to get like a one, two or three seed and then just worry about the playoffs. I don't think they're as good as Golden State, though. Certainly not, but is there a competitor that is as formidable? Well, I was going to say as formidable as the teams they were going against, but I guess you can make that argument there is with, yeah, with the would, Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers, and then also the East is going to be better. Um, and I think I would say that no, – I don't know if the Rockets are better. That's that's to be determined. But, I, like, I don't – I get what you're saying, and I think that is what they're doing is they're just kind of playing around, but they're not as good as what the Warriors were. And I, my fear is that they think that they are. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's true. I still kind of want to hold, hold that faith that I think that they are. I think they're probably the most deep team. Like they're one through nine is the best in the league. Super deep. And you said it at the beginning of the year, though. The concern is where's your playmaking ability going to come from? Lacks. It doesn't like really where, exist. If you, yeah, if you, at the end of the day, whenever you try to rely on just scores creating their own shot, dude, I watched this happen. 10 years in Oklahoma city. It doesn't matter how good of scores you have. If you're creating your own shot, you're going to get cold at some point. And the, whenever you don't have playmakers that can drop uh, or that can make a shot or um, create a shot for a role player to get you going again, or create a shot for you. Or if you don't have a coach that can drop something, that's going to get somebody rotating around at you because a playmaker can't move the defense. That's tough, dude. It's tough to dig yourself out of a shooting slump whenever you don't have somebody feeding you easy shots and they're never going to have somebody feeding somebody easy shots. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Um, you know, I, I think that's where Kawhi, if he's going to be the player, like I had said, he would be last episode, like a top five guy. That's where Kawhi has to add this to his game. 
I don't know if you could do that midseason necessarily. I think he has the IQ and the capabilities uh, physically. I think he's just got to commit to doing it. He's tried, um, and he has increased his assist number. So last year, he's been better. Um, last year, he was averaging 3.3 assists throughout the year and two turnovers per game. This year, he's averaging six assists, but four turnovers per game. So he doubled his assists and doubled his yeah, doubled his assists and doubled his turnovers as well. Um, a little bit more on the turnover he's side. He's going to play a tougher regular season this year too, being in the West with, you know, they're they're going to throw your be- the best defensive guy, wing guy at you, and those West wing defenders are better than the East uh, when you sit there and break it down. Uh, but, you know, I just, I, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see how how it plays out. Uh, with the, I want to keep moving down this list. Maybe just like round off the uh, the top. 10 actually let's go to 12 just for some interesting conversation there with utah and nuggets at six seven i mean good records i don't really have any complaints there both those teams have been relatively impressive uh who would you just quick answer take right now who, who you like what you're seeing more of utah has been less less impressive to me than i thought they would i think i had them finishing number one you did. right so yeah. they're they just can't get it going offensively um but they're as eight far, and four, right? They're eight and four, but th- this—I just feel like this team should be better. So they don't have a player that's doing well. Um, so Mike Connolly is. Let's go per. Mike Connolly is at eleven point point one five per. That's worse than the league average. Below player. league average. If I'm that taking notes from bad, last episode. Bro. Yeah, like way below league average too. Um, other than that, man, uh, nobody else on this team. Like you have Donovan Mitchell, who's at twenty one point nine per. And, and nothing else like Gobert is at 19 PER. And PER doesn't just take into effect offensive stats. It takes into effect defensive box plus minus. So, like, none of these players are playing well. They're not I mean, playing I well would, together. I would argue that Donovan Mitchell's having a good year. Yeah, so I generally, whenever you whenever you want a team to start winning, winning championships or going deep into the playoffs, you have to have at least a 25 PER person that's going to carry you through it. Okay. And there's nobody, there's nobody here. Like, I, I'm not going to take away from what Donovan Mitchell is doing. What I meant is when you look at this team, none of them are – No. This isn't a deep team. This is going to lose in the first round if they don't get better. Dude, no, I'm totally with you. I mean, that's why I said you can't win a championship with Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert being your best player. Whoever you want to argue is the best player on that team, you're not going to win a championship with either of those guys being the best player. Not a slight at them. That's just how the NBA is constructed right now. Yeah, I thought – I keep thinking that Donovan Mitchell is going to take this big leap. So whenever you said that last year, I thought ah, you you might you might be able to eventually. Um, he hasn't taken a leap yet. He could moving forward. I I still think that he's the closest that we've seen to Wade since Prime Wade, or at least has the potential to be the closest thing that we've seen to Wade since Prime Wade. Yep, agreed. Uh, so eight and nine, we have uh, Miami and Toronto coming in. Both, I would say, pretty pleasant surprises. I think Miami is a bigger surprise at least to me, than Toronto, although Toronto really looks like they're going to still be competitive without Kawhi, which is great for that team in that city. You shocked by what you're seeing out of Miami, or do you like that roster the more you look at it? Yeah, anytime you have a player that's undrafted and he comes out and has the most points of all rookies, right, and has the most points <laughs> since, like, LeBron rookies, like, you, of course, you're shocked in regards to it. Um, so he's ultimately carrying them. Like, well, he's not carrying them as much as – having that extra player on there is what's driving them up to this eighth, eighth ranking. Right. Right. I think it's sustainable. I think that probably midway through the season, when you have teams that are seeing a little bit more of his, of his, uh, 
film and starting to pick up on his tendencies, he's probably going to take a little bit of a slump there. And you'll probably see it in the sophomore slump as well, dude. But I think he's showing you that if you can come into the league and have the ability to knock down threes, like you can be great in the league immediately. Yep. And that's yeah. what he's doing. He's coming off of high pick and rolls and just drilling threes in people's faces. And everybody thought it was going to be Her- uh, Tyler Harrow on that team that was going to be the you know the rookie phenom. And he's been decent too. He's playing well too. But he's getting a little a little overshadowed. And then we've you know we talked in great length about Siakam and the leap that he's made. And you know I think that's a Toronto team that you know unless a trade happens or there's an injury in the East is going to be pretty good in that like three to six three to five range probably on the seed. Uh, be interesting to see how far they can go. Tell you a lot about Siakam. You know, I know you have some questions about Maximum where I feel a little more confident. But if he can get that team to like an Eastern Conference Finals, it'd be really impressive. And I, th- I do think it's possible the way yeah. that they're constructed. I do too, especially if you end up, if you get lucky and the Celt or not the Celtics, but the Sixers and the Bucks. Sixers have not been impressive either. End up on one side of the, of the bracket, you can get them to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And that takes us to, you know, rounding off the top 10. We're going to go 11 and 12, but at 10, we have. Philly and you know this is a team that I have winning the East and and going to the finals and they started off great and it's just looked awful these last couple of weeks I'm not in panic mode yet right I mean they're eight and five so they're fine they're just gonna have to figure out these rotations and it's just been it's been weird quite frankly yeah they so they've had some injury troubles like Joel Embiid which is par for the course uh Last Friday's loss versus the Thunder was the second time all year that um that the starting lineup had debuted. Right. With Joel Embiid, Ben yep. Simmons, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. He's I actually like Richardson. He's he's played pretty well. I, I really like his defense a lot. Dude, the, I love the, I think that was made him better. But yeah. The height thing is almost like backfiring on them where we're like, this team's so huge, how are you gonna stop them? They are, you know, getting beat beat up on some of these uh, rotations where they have, if they have Horford and Embiid in there, or even, you know, Harris, Horford, and Simmons, you got a bunch of six, nine, six, ten dudes, and they're playing small ball, they're going to be faster than you, even though those guys are pretty good athletes. Yeah. They're not as good of athletes as 6'3 to 6'6 six, six dudes. They're just not. That, that to me, is you've got to – Is that a Brett Brown issue? Is that the change that needs to be made on this team? I don't, I don't think it's quite yet a Brett Brown issue, um, but you do have to find a way to make your advantage better than your detriment, right? So if you go advantage against advantage against another team, you can't make, you can't let their advantage be better than yours, right? So that was the issue with small ball these times was with the Warriors was all of these teams would try to play to them. You're not going to small ball as good as the Warriors. Right. What you had to do is you just had to beat them big, which is what OKC did that one year until Kevin Durant choked and let Clay Thompson outshine him. But I digress. Um, but they, you just you beat them big, right? And you forced them to play your game, and they haven't done a good job of that. Like you're right, they've been getting small ball and they've been not hustling up and down the court. What they need to do a better job of is just making people pay on the defensive end. If you have a small guy on Horford or Embiid, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you in the post the entire game. Yep. Right. You have to do that. And they haven't done it yet. And even, yeah. even, even like Simmons, like that guy can take any point guard in the league in the post. I don't care who is on him. He can take anyone in the league in the post. Um, well, he's, he's allergic to the rim. So, and, and yeah. he's shooting. So we, 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 let's not go down a Ben Simmons rabbit hole. Not today. We'll save this. Let's save this for mid season and see if he's really turned it around. You know, 
you see all these videos of him shooting, you know, all all off season, preseason. I haven't seen shit in, in the regular season. No, I'm waiting either. for it. I want you. I'm not even a Ben Simmons hater as much as like I like the guy. I just I'm I'm starting to have some serious questions about him. You know, there's. I thought he would take a take a at least a small jump. Um, right, but man. Like, because I mean, you were it. you were thinking last year, even at the end of the season, and I don't think you're necessarily wrong for this at all. Even though I disagreed with it, was you know, if you're going to start a franchise today, Giannis would be one, Ben Simmons would be two, and Luca would be three. Yeah, and that's certainly flip flop, right? That's, like, oh, dude, I, yeah, I don't. It, after we're getting what, to a point where the Giannis Luca conversation is real, I know you're not there yet. I'm there. Yeah, but it, it's 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 getting there just because of how young he is. I'm 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 100 there. Okay, uh, cool. I I, I have concerns about his defense, right? Yeah, a, um, a lot and it of was, concerns about that. I know that you and I didn't get to talk about it, but it was very apparent what his defense was like whenever they were playing LA. He was <laughs> running away from LeBron, dude. Literally, just like turning his back on LeBron, yeah. looking for a switch. There were two plays where LeBron just. Watched Luca turn his head to look for somebody to switch for him and just drilled three in his face. Like, and that's not just telling me you can't play defense, but you're scared to play defense on the ball. He has great IQ. I've sent you guys film in regards to me breaking down his off the ball defense, which is good, dude. He does a good job of flashing into the lane if he sees a cutter. He tends to see things happen before they happen. He's got great basketball IQ, but he'll never be a good on ball defender. Yeah, and he's not a good off-ball defender right now. I mean, he makes a few good plays. Bad. He's not bad. No, he he's smart. Like, he gets it. He knows where to be. He just doesn't do it fast enough at the NBA level yet. Um, but he's 20 still, I think. I don't even think he's turned 21 yet. Right. And, you know, I do think that's getting to be a conversation. So, I'll just – that kind of tees up a hot take I had. And, we'll, uh, and let's just round this off where I said we would. Suns at 11. Still holding relatively strong and really surprising. Really yeah, fun league pass team. Yeah, they've, they've come down to earth a little bit with the Lakers just smacking them like they right. did. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the question to see this team in the playoffs. No, like they could win 45 games, which is pretty absurd. Yeah. And Dallas is at 12, so that's why I wanted to round it off there. So I'm going to give you my hot take is I try to look at the top 10 players right now, like for this season. Katie being out certainly leaves it a lot more wide open. Luca's six right now on my list. Who do you have? And it's a so I'll, let me say this: it's a it, the hardest fall off in the anywhere is from five to six. I mean that's the biggest fall off on the world. But so let me just I got in, in, that's no necessarily particular order, but you got Kawhi, Giannis, LeBron, Harden, AD. That's surprising to me that you think that that's a hard fall off because offensively it's a hard fall off. Uh, well, I was going to say offensively to like the, the average eye, it's not that big of a fall off, right? But the difference is Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, AD, all all NBA defense. Right. And right? Harden's actually a better defender than Luka. Did I say but, Harden? No, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, okay. Okay, good. No, you left yeah. him out rightfully so. But he's at least <laughs> – he, when he wants to be he's an average defender, Luka's not even there yet. Yeah. And Harden's average 39, dude. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a hard fall off for me, and he's he's – carrying a weird roster to a 10 and three record. So yeah, it's a pretty hard fall off for me, but kind of in that next tier, you know, you got Luca, you got Embiid, you got Dame, you know, maybe Jokic. Who Jokic hasn't been as good this year as he was no, last year. He hasn't. And I'm leaving a few guys off there, but like who, 
who's six if, if it's not Luca, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that 100%. And I, I don't, I mean, to the average NBA or NBA guy, if you look at, you could argue that um, you, you put, so you had LeBron, Harden, Anthony Davis, um, Giannis Kawhi. Giannis Kawhi. Dude, Luca's been better offensively than Kawhi has. You could his right. stats are better, dude. Like correct. Kawhi, Kawhi has that defense, right? His stats are the difference between his offense is not nearly as big as the gap between Kawhi and Luca's defense, right? And yeah. you know, I guess this isn't as strong of a point against Luca because Luca's been pretty clutch, but Kawhi is a really clutch player. And he has that that experience. I mean, like I don't know. And my other my other take I wanted to throw at you because I know we were just man crushing all over Giannis's per uh, last episode. Is I don't know how this could change in a week, but I think LeBron's playing better than Giannis right now, and is maybe a better player than him. Even though I said yeah, Giannis is the best player in the league last year, it's it's so close. I mean, you're splitting hairs to me with with those guys, but what LeBron's doing is more impressive to me because he's running the offense completely. Yeah, so, I mean, so is Giannis, um, but he's not. He's not like uh, they he's run not it giving... through him. There's a difference between running it and someone truly running it. Like, like Giannis is getting fed the ball. He's not necessarily bringing the ball up the court. He's getting fed the ball, and 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 he's he makes things happen. He's a great playmaker. But LeBron is bringing that thing up 82 feet and pointing guys out, like moving guys around like chess pieces. It's a little oh, bit different. Okay, he's just he's just a better floor general. Right, where Giannis okay, is just yeah. being a freak and, and getting guys buckets when he gets triple teamed. Right, right. Um, so here you go. Let, let's run back to the Kawhi Luka. Kawhi's at 26, nine boards, six assists on 44% from the field, 28% from the three-point line. Um, effective field goal of 47. Luka's 29, 10 – or excuse me, 29.5, 11, 9 on 47, 31 – and 54 effective field goal, um, 30 PER versus Kawhi's 26 PER. So, like, okay. I don't, I don't have any problem with Luca up there at six. Like, I think where you're going to see the difference between Kawhi and and Luca is, um, obviously defensive then. But dude, Luca's is playing as good offensively as anybody in the league. Yeah, I have no arguments about that. But that's that's what I'm saying. He's sixth best player in the league. If yeah. We're going offensive player. You know, he's probably fourth. Yeah. Probably the fourth best offensive yeah. player behind LeBron, Giannis, and Harden. And yeah. you know, there's also the factor, and I don't know how much you can really factor this into how who's the best player through a 13 game season. But the other thing you got to look at is if you need to win a game, not just a series. Like I need a game seven. Who are you taking? And, and Luca's not going to be really high on that list because it's 20 year old kid, right? Like I'm taking LeBron or Kawhi. Those are my yeah, top two picks, and it's not even close. Yeah, I agree with that. So that, that I mean, that's something we got to look at, but. What, what do you think about my LeBron versus Giannis thing? Do you think LeBron is playing at a higher level than Giannis right now? I don't know. Um, I don't – I'm trying to picture both of those guys on the opposite team, right? If you take LeBron and stick him on the Bucks, are they better than, than they are with Giannis? And Let me you tell take, you why. And if you take Giannis and stick him on the Lakers – are they better than they are with LeBron, right? So, dude, I, I, I can't see either one of them. I, I think they're neck and neck right now, personally. And the big difference for me is 
that Giannis is pulling down 14 boards a game. That is a big difference, but LeBron's leading the league in assists, so he's creating yeah. the most points for his team. But LeBron's averaging 25 points. Giannis is averaging 30. That's a big That's a big deal. You know, when you see 25, you're like, oh, that guy's like top five in the league in scoring. It's like, no, this is 2019 where he's like 14th in the league in scoring. <laughs> when we were kids, man, if you're getting over 25, it was like, it was like Kobe and T-Mac and Iverson. That's it. Yeah, that's because it was the height of the dead ball era, right? Yeah, 87 point per game. Thank yeah. God. I'm, I'm happy with where we're at. Uh but where was I going with that? Okay, yeah. So with LeBron, you know, I just – I think the way he's creating right now, he's playing at a higher level than Giannis. And I didn't even think about the point that you just made for if they swap teams. But if you do that, yeah, the, the, the Bucks make the playoffs. Or, excuse me, the Bucks, the Bucks make the finals. I think LeBron could take that Bucks team to the finals because he took a worse Cleveland roster – and, and not as competitive as you can argue. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think LeBron takes them there. I don't know, man. I want Giannis to have that, like, heart of a champion and, and, and be the leader that I think he's going to be and can be like LeBron is. But, I mean, he's 24, right? LeBron wasn't that guy at that age. So, it's, it's tough, man. I just think, obviously, two different players. But what we're seeing out of LeBron, it, to me, is the most impressive. And maybe it's – Favorite, you know, showing a little favoritism, or it's the fact he's doing it in year 17. Yeah, I LeBron obviously has a better basketball IQ, and LeBron's gonna make less mistakes than Giannis. I would say that Giannis has more natural talent at this point. How's okay. that? That's yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's I, I like that. But um, I, I think you're right in that if you put LeBron on that Bucks team, they get better. Um, I would hate to play against a team with Giannis and Anthony Davis on the same team, that'd be that'd be miserable, right? That I, I think that it really would. I think that, dude, what if, if you swap both these guys? Would both teams get better? Maybe, yeah. I I don't. Yeah, I I don't know. I I have trouble. Uh, I think that, I think the Bucks improve more than the Lakers I think, do. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I don't I don't necessarily know that the Lakers improve, but I don't think they skip a beat. Okay. Giannis on that team, um, because you have you have Rondo there who can handle the majority of the floor of the floor general, right? Yep. So you have that backup, and he's not being utilized to the best of his best of his ability right now with LeBron on the court. Um, so I, I think that you you kind of negate those those extra five assists that LeBron brings. But yeah, I I I have a hard time choosing one or the other, um, which is credit to both these guys because we've never seen. A 32 P, 33 PER, right? So, like, if this guy continues to go this way, I was looking up Chamberlain's PER. None of them were 33. They were, like, 30, 31.8. Really? I would have thought they were, like, 40. Dude, you know? I, thought, I thought so, too. But And I don't know if that's a, a factor of some of these, like, them not having all these advanced stats whenever he was playing. But yeah, none of them might were be as some, high as this. It might be some, like, analytics nerds doing, like, an adjusted PER type thing where they're, like <laughs> – it's like 42, but they have to divide by 1.3 because he was playing six, four white dudes. Like, yeah, I don't know and, what's going just, on there. It might've also been that the pace of, of that era was so much faster than everybody else. And that's why he was putting up this 50 points. Yeah, that's true. Guys were just running right at the basket. Taking yeah, exactly. shots. Can I give you a few of my weird, surprising stats uh, through, you know, five weeks here? Yeah. That's I'm really impressed by. So one is, do you have any points just off the top of your head? Trey Young's averaging. Uh, I would say 28. 27. 27. 36.9 from three, 44.7 overall. Dude, he's, he's good, dude. He's, he's mini Luca. 
in that he's always going to. I don't hate that. He can't rebound and can't defend. He can score and pass the ball, but uh, like Luca can't defend. He can rebound though. Like I, I think that Trey and Luca are going to be the future. I think DeAndre Ayton's the future. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is the future. That draft class was was stacked. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, Giannis's PR has only gone up since we last spoke. I think it was at a, like a thirty-five. It's gone down like three points. It, it was at a thirty-five last. Time. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, it's at a thirty-three now. But dude, if you look at some of the guys that are like top fifteen in the league in PER, though, Andre Drummond and Sabonis are both up there. Yeah, that's absurd. There, I mean, I don't think that Sabonis gets as many minutes, right? No, um, but he's averaging like nineteen and ten right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Andre Drummond's averaging seventeen boards a game, dude. This guy is the most underrated player in the league. Now that people are realizing who Clay is and now that he's not out, I think this guy's the most underrated player in the league. If Andre Drummond was drafted in 1992, he'd probably be a top 25 player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Because, I mean, he's still in small ball era getting, like, what, 20 and 17 right now? Yeah, that's exactly what he did. 19.6 and It's like Shaq boys. numbers it, in, it is. in the early 2000s. Yeah, and Shaq was, Shaq was, like, 25 and 12. Here's the deal, like – this just shows you how much being on the right team makes a difference with, for how people perceive you, right? Yep. He's on the Pistons, so nobody cares. Anthony Davis is a future Hall of Famer, future all-time great top 25 player. Nobody cared about him when he was on the Pelicans because he was on the Pelicans. They didn't do anything. Point. Dude, so another just crazy stat to me is Marcus Morris shooting 5.5 three-pointers per game. Which is quite a bit, you know, for yeah. a guy. A guy. I mean, he's playing thirty-three minutes, which is absurd. Yeah, forty-five and a half percent. Pretty good. It's Danny Green numbers. Uh, Jay Mack will tell you that did not occur last year <laughs> on, on Boston. Uh, yeah, his brother didn't do it in OKC. Right. Uh, so, you know, look, looking forwards here. Oh, and I do want to talk to you about a, a game that I watched because we did agree to do some homework last week, right? We did want to, we did agree to let's watch some of these maybe lower end teams and see if we can get some nice surprises. And I signed this, I signed myself up to watch the Cavaliers game, and I wanted to watch them play Philly on Sunday, not really yeah. realizing that was in the heart of uh, Sunday football. So I said, "Oh, I got a game on Monday. Perfect." It was against the New York Knicks, and that was a rough game, dude. R- rough game to watch, but I, I do. I do really like what I see out of Colin Sexton. He did not have a good game uh, percentage-wise. He's really taking a step forward, though. Like, he's, you know, going to be that athlete. You and I were so stoked for him, saying he basically looked like a, like a safety or running back coming in and reminded us of, like, a smaller Russ. Yeah. And he let us down last year a little bit. I mean, he was, of course, athletic, but he did not play well. Yeah. Uh, we sometimes forget these kids are 19, and he's really turned it on. And I'm, I'm excited – I'm excited for what I have, what I see out of him. But I think that team has to trade Kevin Love, probably get off that Tristan Thompson deal, and do a three- or four-year rebuild, mostly if, through the draft, because landing free agents is going to be so tough for them. But they have a good, solid starting point guard in Colin Sexton. They have such a bad front office, dude. The only, the only reason why they have a championship you know, Dan is because – Yeah. Yeah, you're crazy. Um, the only reason they have a championship is because the greatest player of all time grew up in their backyard. Greatest player of all time. Yeah, Jordan. Okay. Right? <laughs> um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand beside it. Um, the greatest player of all time grew up in their backyard. That's the only reason why they have a championship. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a hot take. We don't have, we don't have time for that today. But dude, Iggy, another Iggy agrees with me. Iggy said it in his book. I can say it. Yeah, Iggy agrees with you because Iggy yeah, guarded him. him in the finals <laughs> and got 35, 12, and 11 dropped on him and then won an MVP. So he's like, fuck, I guess I owe this guy a finals MVP credit. Yeah, I guess that so. It makes no sense how Steph didn't win that. Uh, it's because LeBron James wasn't averaging 50 that series when he should have. Right. Let me let me ask you two – so three teams actually. We've already talked about Portland. The other two that I have for you are – uh indiana the atlanta hawks are you because i i actually thought i was going to be a little more competitive this year at four nine you worried about all of those teams because i am um as far as worried what do you mean uh underperforming atlanta hawks four nine i had them making the playoffs uh did i, did I have them make them playoffs I don't know. I don't if think I did. did. I don't think I did. I I didn't foresee. It's it's hard to make the playoffs when you're. I know you had the Pacers making it though. I, I did for sure, and they. Yeah, they've they definitely underperformed. Um, Oladipo's been out, right? So they'll get better. Yeah, and I um, mean his he he's going so he's going to do a rehab assignment in the G League, so he's headed in that uh, headed for I think the next five or six games he's going to be back. Yeah. So anytime that you have a team that's heavy, heavy, heavy defense, very light offense, and you lose a person that's 25 points per game, like that's going to kill you, right? So I'm, am I worried about them? Not really. Um, all people come back, they'll get better. Uh, the Hawks are about what I thought they would be. I, I, it's really hard for me to say that a team is going to go to the playoffs when their best player, but far and away, is a second year player. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, man. Like so even one, look at the even look at the the Mavericks right now. You know, they're not yeah. looking like a playoff team. I, man, the Mavericks should have beat the Lakers. They've beaten some good teams. They beat the Nuggets. They lost the Knicks twice. I don't know what the hell to think about that team right now. You know what that is? That's somebody Youth. being young. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all that is. And a lot of talent, and they can get up for certain games, but they can't do it against against teams that are dogs. Right, and the, the highs are really really high, and the lows are really really low, and that's right. fine when your best player is twenty. Right. So final hot take for you, because I think this is going to be probably an eight to 10 minute conversation. It got me thinking, because you really surprised me with your admiration for Steph last episode of yeah. where, you know, saying you have him over Katie, you have him over Kawhi's all time. You take him prime over Katie prime for a team for, you know, not necessarily talent reasons, but for the reasons you listed, which surprised me because Historically, you've not been the biggest Steph fan, but I think that shows your your you know basketball acumen. You're you're seeing what you see and calling it how you see it, which I like. But I think if James Harden wins one championship, there's a zero percent chance that I would have Steph Curry above him all time, legacy wise. Okay, so you're what you're telling me is that you will at the end of James Harden's career have Steph Curry above him. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Well, I guess this is a 20-second conversation. Um, um, let, so I let think, think James Harden has a better chance of winning a title than Steph Curry does for the remainder of their careers. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, James Harden's younger. Yeah. Well, right? he's 30. He? He's only he's one. 30? He's a year and a half younger. Dude, I'm getting but, so old, bro. Um, <laughs> when you're the same age as James Harden. But here's, here's the thing. There, it's the point you've made. So I'm going to use your point against you. Is they're held hostage by that sal- those salaries? Yeah. With Draymond, Steph, and Clay, 
that's what 90% of the cap, 85% of the cap. Like you're in the luxury with your, your starting five. Yeah. So here's the deal. Clay comes back. Um, then you get rid of Draymond. He's a shell of himself. Clay comes they back. They just paid him that contract, though. Are you going to be able to move that? I don't know, um, but they need to try. <laughs> like at the at the end of the day, like you're paying him for what he did. You're not paying him for how good he's going to be moving forward. Right. right. It's a Kobe contract, but they gave Kobe two years. I think Draymond just got four or five. Yeah, dude, I would. Um, I'm also a heartless piece of garbage, but I would not have paid him that. He's 29, bro. He's younger than I thought he would was, but um, I. They need to move him. Um, if you can hold on to D'Angelo or or trade him for pieces around Steph, Steph and Clay, dude, like that team, if they come back healthy, that team is still really good. Um, it is. And you could, you could, I think you could deal D'Angelo Russell for something that's like a wing, um, something like a, a wing that could develop within one to two years um, and be right at the top again. Um, I think that. Anytime you have your your anytime your star isn't just good at defense but doesn't buy in on defense, that's an issue. And that's what Harden is. Like Steph is not good at defense, but at least he buys in. At least he tries. Um, Harden doesn't try. And that's a cons- big time concern for me. Is he the greatest offensive player that we've ever seen? You and I have ever seen? Maybe. Yeah. Um I, I just I don't like when somebody doesn't buy in on effort. Okay. And I think that's the the fair and I won't say obvious argument. You made some good points, but like that's the common argument. I'm, I'm I think it's valid. I do want to point out a couple of things real quick of why I'm not too confident in Golden State winning the championship. And you know how much I love Clay and, and think he's perennially overrated. Yeah, excuse me, underrated. Uh, I and I probably I probably overrate him a little bit. I think he's probably top fifteen guy. But so Golden State, they're they're third this year in uh, team salary at 139 but the next three years so they're 139 this year then 141 the next year 147 the following year that's an issue like you look at you know oklahoma city almost had a hold my beer moment here because they're at 133 this year but then they go 94 47 they got a lot coming off the books yeah right and all those picks golden state has nothing coming off the books but they're actually spending more and they're not they're not going to be in a, a very good position now. They might get a good pick this year, which is going to be interesting. But I just I guess you know what I'm trying to say is like this year they're going to finish maybe the worst record. and They're going to spend right. 140 million. And the Rockets they have the second highest, by the way. So they're they're not necessarily you know cheap, but they're really competitive. You think the Rockets roster as it is is better? Rockets at full health and the Warriors are full health, which is better. Hmm. I think the Rockets is a better roster. Seven game series, though. I mean, I know what you're getting. Like, I, I, I hear you. Like, I'm still yeah. with Steve Kerr versus D'Antoni with that pedigree versus that pedigree. Like, yeah, I, I would probably put my money on Golden State, even though I think the Rockets have a more talented team. Yeah. Because it's it's weird, like that you know you think of Harden and Westbrook as being a lot older and they're the same age as all those guys as Draymond, Steph and Clay. Right, right. It's cuz we we like you said previously we missed out on 4 years of Steph and their um, role players are like you know D'Angelo Russell, Willie Cauley-Stein and whoever the hell the next player is on that on that roster uh is not nearly as good as Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker and Clint Capella. 
Right. Well, well, I guess you're, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I just, going back to the original take, I think that Harden has one ring, plus he's got the MVP and like, what, two or three runner-ups. I, I'm not, I, I can feel, I can sense that I'm not going to be able to convince you that his career is better than Steph, but what if he finishes this year at 39 points and over two seasons he averages 37 and a half? Yeah, what's going to be crazy is that he can finish this year at 39 points. He's still not getting an MVP. Um, that's that's what's going to eventually hurt Harden is that Gian- he has this Giannis force on the other side of the court, right? That, that's what's eventually going to hurt Harden because um, Steph has – does he have two or three? I know he two. has at least two. Two, yeah. He has two. He should have had three. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I just – for the Rockets, so – if you took them in a seven-game series, I would take Golden State all day because Golden State – Steve Kerr has convinced his team to buy in on defense. Dan Tony has never – I don't even know if he's ever tried to do that, right? And right. you see what happens whenever that – like the Rockets went – what they go one for 31 against the Golden State Warriors that one year in a game 27 seven. straight threes. Yeah, missed 27 straight threes, and they couldn't rely on their defense to bail them out of that. Like sometimes the ball just doesn't go in the bucket and you have to rely on hustle and defense to bail you out in those nights. And they don't have that. The Warriors do. And Steve Kerr has always been able to convince them to do that. I'm sticking, I'm sticking to it. That's, I mean, that's fair. Like I, I'm not, I'm not falling for you. I'm just having, we're just having a first take moment here. Right. So if, what if Harden finishes with a ring, which I'm trying to convince myself is going to happen. And I would love to see it happen. I want Russ to get a ring. What if he has 10,000 more points than Steph? 10,000 more points, 3,000 more assists, and 3,000 more rebounds. Like, not even, not even going to talk about it. Like, if he averages 30, well, his first few seasons are going to hurt him. But if his career averages 38 and 6, and Steph is, you know, 26 and 4, like, you're not even going to have the conversation. Yeah, no, I'll have the conversation. I'm not, I'm not. I'll have the conversation. Carl Malone versus trying to think of like an 18 to 20 point per score with, you know, with rings, but it's going to turn into a conversation like that. Like James Harden is trending to be Carl Malone. Yeah. Of our generation. Why is Carl Malone not considered better than Bill Russell? Because of the rings. Right. 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 So why is it's just, um, but, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't, if I, if you gave me the difference between Bill Russell and Carl Malone, I'm not saying I wouldn't take Carl Malone. Right. Um, I, I do think that Harden could be considered more talented than, than Steph. It's, it goes back to dude, the all time, is it the best player or is it the greatest, uh, greatest legacy? Right. So right now you're arguing legacy. Do I think James, would I take James Harden or Steph Curry? I think Steph Curry is more of a winner. I think James Harden is probably a little bit more talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steph Curry is way more of a winner than James Harden. Like he's yeah. got to stop. I don't want to say pissing on himself in the playoffs because he's had some really bad games, but he's had some great games as well. He doesn't get calls in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that's and a big Steph part Curry of it. Which, never gets calls ever. Right, which I, I like that they don't call as, as much in the playoffs. I think that's probably how it should be. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where James Harden kind of stacks up. A lot of it's going to be, is he going to you know go back to 28 points per game, You know, take a step back to 28, right. or is right. he going to – I mean, is he going to average – 35 plus for three or four seasons like that's gonna go down as like like jordan never did that you know what i'm saying like that's wilt level stuff that we said we would never see again yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting man but i think it's safe to say that 
uh, without a ring, it's not going to be a conversation. And you know, a bit, what does that do to Russ's legacy? If he has, I, if he averages a triple double for four seasons and he averages triple double on a team that wins a championship, if you so want a ring this year, here's what I need to do. Here's my ultimate plan, my evil mastermind plan. Nobody take this from me. I'm patent penning, right? Patent penning. I'm going to write something that compares across legacies and across um, across times, taking into account pace, taking into account stats, taking into account average everything, what a triple-double means in this day and age versus what's happened previously. Because a triple-double in Oscar Robertson's age does means a lot less than it does in this age because of pace of play. Right, Oscar Robertson's triple doubles don't mean near as much as Russell Westbrook's triple doubles, which is Russes not are harder to get. Yeah, exactly. That's it's not intuitive because you go that guy averaged a triple double in the '60s against white little big white players, right? But it's the pace was way faster back then, and he had more opportunities. But contrary to popular, people don't think that they think oh, it was more physical back then, and those guys yeah. earned it. It's like no, no, no. Go back and look at the possessions. Like yeah, Russ exactly. is actually way more impressive. Go back and look at some of the players that defended Jordan. Go back and watch Jordan film and watch like Rick Smith's flail around trying to guard that guy. Like it's completely different. So I, I want to be able to have that objective and to really whenever the guys, because we're in the height of efficiency and we're in the height of stats era. Can you really take a guy like Harden and say, he's better than everybody else because he averaged more when really he was just taking way more efficient shots? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, and, and that's like, I don't know what to do with that. I, I, it's hard. It's so hard to talk legacy because there's different eras and you just can't, just can't do it. It's a, it's like impossible. Um, so do, do I think he's one of, could he be better than Stephen Curry when it's all said and done? Yeah, very much. So could it, does the fact that he's averaging 39 and, and 11 assists, like make him better than Jordan? I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like six those numbers shots, are gaudy, six bro. Six rings. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing is like everybody will argue right. like those rings, you know, but I, like. I just thought it was an interesting thought because if you would have told me that statement at 8 a.m. this morning, I would have laughed at you. Like there's no way you could compare James Harden to Steph Curry. But then like you really go back and look at it. You can convince yourself uh, over the entire day. It was it was a slippery slope, but I got there somehow. You know what I you need I, is you need some post-nut clarity on this. So <laughs> why don't you take some time off and go think? No, I'm just joking. Um, but I, I, yeah, dude, it's I can see where you're coming from. I don't know. I don't know. The I do think that. I do think a championship would really catapult Russ's career too, especially depending how he how he would play in those playoffs. I, I think it is safe to say though, if he does a triple double this year, we will never see four triple doubles averaged again because he's clearly you know, stat patter, but there's a lot of guys that are selfish that don't care about winning. And if they could get a triple double, they, they would, and yeah. they, they don't have one And Russ has 180 of them. So, right. It's, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it's, how it stacks out. But um, I think that'll pretty much do it for us this week. You know, if you guys got any hot PR takes, send them to us. Josh <laughs> can't wait. Uh, don't forget to follow us on since, uh, since loud on Facebook, since we loud, on Instagram, go to sensiblyloudmedia.com, and uh, we'll try to get in here uh, middle of next week, Josh. That sound good? Yeah. All right, man, we'll have J-Mac with us. Uh, but until then, guys, we'll see you. See you, man. Bye.